and welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here. What's up? Oh my gosh, another week. Another week, another day. Another week, another day. We got some new podcast equipment we're trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's fun though. And yeah. We're just learning. We're learning all the time. This is episode 13, by the way. Lucky 13. It's or called unlucky creating, 13. creating a Better Day for a Better You. Yep. So it's like practical stuff of how literally you can craft your day, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the way we live our days is the way we live our life. And so I'm, I am re- I'm going to share something that I've recently learned that has absolutely changed the way I kind of schedule out my day. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping it's really helpful for a lot of yeah. people. Let's go. But I, oh, oh, well, before I dive into the content, I, oh, yeah, we have a game, game, right? Because this game sets up um, what we're going to talk about today. So I thought this would be a fun way to get into this. I love games. We, you do love games. I love games. A little much. I've always, like, I grew up in a family. They didn't love games. Yeah. They were an amazing family, but, like, my mom and dad just weren't big game people, and I always loved games. But you've kind of, like, made me not love games as much because you, uh, you love them too much. Yeah, you don't like them as much as me. That's no. for sure. Okay, but here's today's game. Today's game is Guess at Celebrity Age. I asked you to come up with three celebrities and their ages, I have to guess, and I have three celebrities okay. and their ages that you have to guess. Yep. And you guys uh, listening, please play along, okay? Yeah. All right, You can I go first? Sure. Okay, my first celebrity, Gwen Stefani. Guess her age. Mm, okay, I've, I see her like on The Voice. She looks amazing. It's always hard to know if it's like just the tv doing the magic but you've seen her in person i met her in person at a party yeah friend's birthday party actually uh i would i would have guessed i would say she appears younger than she actually is she appears younger than she is okay so 45 50 wow you're five years old really she looks better than i do She's I, well, I disagree. I think you look better than Gwen Stefani. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Go, pick one of yours. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll start with, you might have heard this because it's been all her age, but J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. I'm going to guess 52. No, she doesn't look 52. I, I know, but that's why I went high. I went she high. She looks like 25. Well, if she was in front of us right now and she was like, guess my age, Pete, I'd be like 30. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But uh, to win the right, game, you, we're going 52. You made it not fun. She's 50. Okay. I was, I, but I like, incredible shape. It, and absolutely. Like, I don't perfect argue that. skin and hair. I'm just going for the win. All right. Whatever. Uh, okay. My next one. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I'm trying to think back to like Top Gun days. He yeah. was probably in his late 20s. Probably in his um, 20s. Yeah. Uh, he really hasn't changed much. Okay, you got to give it to him. Let's say 52, 53. 58. Oh, wow. Five years off on that one. Oh, 58. I'm like, what? What? If I could look like that at 58, it'd be. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dolly Parton. (laughs) Uh, You had to pick that one because in Nashville, I'm going to go with Dolly Parton, 72. Close. 74. Ooh. 74. You know she's what? awesome. What a she's ball of energy. She's amazing. And like, obviously she's had some work done, but like her spirit is still not 74 you know i just yeah. I, my my perception of her is not physically how she looks but her energy and her zeal for life yeah awesome. uh, yeah she does she has so much joy and just excitement about everything what's your last Gotta one love to, oh my last one uh samuel l jackson 
Ooh, that's, that's gonna get so her. Hard. It's gonna get her. I feel like he's been around forever. Um, sixty. Seventy-one. Okay, you I were, hate you. You were a total of twenty-one years off of the three ages. You've already done the math. That's so rude. You're math. not supposed to keep count of our everyone else's oh, okay. losses. Sorry. Cool. All right, my last one, and this is like epic, and <laughs> everybody loves okay. her. Betty White. Oh gosh, Betty White. I'm gonna say ninety-eight. You cheated. No, I didn't. You cheated. She? She's 98. 98. Yes. She doesn't look 98. Yes, for the win. I hate you. Well, this is why I don't play games with you. But You're Betty not White fun. is famously old. So I almost went with 100 because I thought we celebrated her 100th birthday, but it must have been like we her hope 90th. that she makes it to 100 or something. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyways, this is why everyone, I don't play games with him. So oh, very fun. That's the, that was the game. So uh, here's where I was kind of going with this. Uh, there's this scripture, a verse, of course. Okay, let's go from, uh, <laughs> from Dolly Betty. Parton and Betty White to scripture. Like uh, it. But it's actually one of my favorite verses. It's uh, Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. It just says, teach us to number our days. And I've, I've always kind of really respected that idea. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Teach us to number our days. The idea is this. Everybody's days are numbered. In other words, they're not limitless. We all have mm-hmm. a certain amount of days that we're going to have on this earth. Now, we have no idea. We're, we're all hoping we have Betty White days, right? Yeah. And we're going to get up to 100, but we, we don't know. So there's wisdom in, in just this whole idea that we don't have forever. And so we need to make good use out of the days that we have. Yeah. And when you live, and it's not a morbid thing, I don't think, this idea of, I'm not saying you should have fear and constant worry and anxiety that you're going to die one day. Mm-hmm. But when you live your life knowing that it's temporary and that every day needs to matter, I think it helps you approach things differently. And uh, I, I stumbled on this exercise. A guy by the name of Lewis Howes I follow. He's just a great just motivational kind of self-growth dude. And... Um, he didn't invent this by any means. I've seen it in a lot of different places, but he's the one that kind of prompted me to say, ooh, I should do that. And he does an exercise called the perfect day exercise. Mm. And what you do is you take, I'd, I'd encourage everybody to try this. I'm just going to give you a quick overview of it. But you need about an hour, you need a pen, you need a notepad. And it's just about dreaming, right? It's about, you know, the goal is kind of to map out what an average day would look like in your perfect life. Mm. So you need to to sit down with a pen and paper and answer questions like this. Like, what would the perfect day look like? Literally, from beginning to end. So what would you do in the morning? Like, what time would you wake up in your perfect day? What would you have for breakfast? What time would you start uh, working? What kind of work would you be doing? Who would you be working with, right? Uh, what are you working on? Where are you living? Uh, what are you having for lunch? Mm-hmm. Who are you having lunch with? Do you want to have lunch by yourself in your perfect day? Or do you want to have it with some colleagues? Or would you rather have it with some friends? Like, what, what does that look like, your perfect lunch? Um, what do you do for personal fulfillment in your perfect day? Uh, what are you doing in the evening? What are you doing kind of leading up that last hour before you go to bed? What time do you want to go to bed? Like, literally, just paragraph form, almost like a journal form. You write out your perfect mm-hmm. day from beginning to end, answering those kind of questions. And I think this probably changes. I, I would say do this exercise maybe once or twice a year. Um, and the, you'll probably see some shifts in it. So that's kind of part one. Part two is then you create an itinerary. So now what we're going to do is actually put time blocks to this perfect day. 
Mm-hmm. So let's say in your perfect day, you wrote that you want to wake up at 6.30 every morning. Yeah. Is that what your perfect day looks like, Jordan? <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> uh, can I say something, though? Sure. Not about myself, but just like the whole perfect day concept. Because you and I have talked about this before, mm-hmm. and we've done a little bit of this exercise together. But the perfect day, I think it's easy for us to say, oh, my perfect day, I'm going to wake up on the beach. I'm going to wake up whenever I want to wake up, and I'm going to eat a cheeseburger for lunch, and I'm going to... And yeah, that sounds like, sure, a dream world, but really like that's not actually a perfect day, right? Like it, the way yeah. we're wired, we're wired for productivity, we're wired for connection and community and all these things. So it's like, keep that in, in the front of your mind when you're going through this of like, okay, realistically, but also aspirationally, both of those things together, like then formulate that yep. day, not like dream world. I don't have to make an income and take care right, of my kids, right. you know? Yep, so totally. anyway, keep going. No, that's true. So uh, again, let's say in your perfect day exercise, you say, I want to get up at six 30. Sure. So you're right, right. Waking up at six 30. Uh, it, what do you, in your perfect day, are you eating breakfast right away? Or, you know, like I'll tell you my perfect day, I'm not in my perfect day. The very first thing I do, I'm spending time between six 30 and six 45, writing in my gratitude journal, six 45 to about seven 15. I'm reading. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's it's literally, it's minute, what time are you eating lunch? What time are you starting your work? What time are you ending your work? What time are you going to exercise? What time are you going to bed? What do you, again, right. it's from the time you wake up to the time you, so you write this yeah. itinerary out. It's, it's important because once you realize what you want, you start to get a picture of how that person would behave. And behaviors are about 90% of our identity. So th- that exercise is really important. Then what you do is a third part, and I made this part up. This is unique to me. That's kind of where the perfect day exercise ends. Um, what I discovered, though, when I did my perfect day exercise, if I'm honest, I, I put out the whole itinerary. I am probably two to three years away from being able to live out my perfect day. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm just not there yet. I've got some other obligations and some things that just kind of keep me from living out my perfect day. So it's two to three years away. But what I what happened for me when I did that, when I wrote out that page and then I put it to an itinerary, is I started to see some um, some areas of, of my life, of my day that I could control and some practices I could put into place. And I started to see some themes that came out of my perfect day. And while I can't live my perfect day right now from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. exactly the way I want to live it, what I discovered were five things that I, that I could see in my schedule that I thought, man, if I can do those five things every day, like I'm thriving. Yeah. I'm not surviving. I'm thriving. If I can find a way to work those five things into every single day, then like I'm going to live a different life. And so, uh, and because I'm a teacher and a pastor, I had to put it to an acronym, right? Of course. And because that's how I remember, you know me, I have a terrible memory. If I'm ever going to remember anything, I have to put it to some kind of acronym. So my acronym was vital because these five things are vital to my, what I believe to be my success in life. Like I've got to have these five things. They're, they're vital for me. I can survive without them, but they're vital from a standpoint of me thriving as a human being. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So can I walk through the acronym of vital? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and I'm not saying that you need these same five things or that the people listening to us need to like have these five things, but you need to figure out what is it that you need in the course of your day yeah, what to thrive. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So the V stands for validation. Um, 
I, I'm discovering more and more how important this is to me because we're great at having our intellect tell us when things go wrong. Like we'll replay that over and over and over. And so I think everybody has these tapes that just play constantly in their minds and over and over what they replay is you're not good at this. You're not qualified for that. You've never been able to do this. You'll never amount to anything. And we have to learn to be kind to ourselves. You can unfollow certain people, and you probably should. You can construct healthy boundaries, and I really hope that you all do. But still, the loudest and the most often, the negative and judgmental voice in your life is your own. Mm. Have you discovered that? Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. There's, it you're, you are your worst critic, for sure. Yeah. So you have to be kind to of yourself. And most of the times, the things that you tell yourself are things you would actually never tell one of your friends. Mm-hmm. You would never tell them that, but you tell yourself that all the time. So it's little slow things from instead of telling yourself, gosh, I'm just moving so slow on this project. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's telling yourself, hey, I'm making progress on this project, right? That's what you would tell your friend. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You wouldn't let them just sit there and trash talk themselves. Yeah. Right. You'd say, hey, look, look, you're making progress. At least you're doing something. You're moving forward. Yeah. Yep. So there's nothing in this world that can trouble you more than your own thoughts. By far, that's it. So you got to remind, find a way every day to remind yourself you're qualified, you're loved, you're called, you're gifted. And for me, I literally go through that in the morning. I practice being kind to myself and talking to myself in a kind way. And it sounds weird, but like that's how I want to start my day. And I find if I can start my day by being kind to myself, when that temptation comes for that inner critic. Um, I, I've just, I've developed a pattern there that allows me to be kind throughout the day. So validation, validation, whatever that looks like for you, right? Whenever, but find a way for there to be some self-validation. Okay. The I and vital stands for inspiration. And I've learned a lot of this from you, Jordan. Like you got to stay curious. And I've discovered I need some source of inspiration in my life daily and I know, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on this podcast before, the difference between being stuck and empty. And most of the time, whether it's creatively or at work or whatever, we think that we're we're stuck. In reality, we're empty. And so we have to engage in activities that fill us up. Working harder doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. Um, And so what are the activities that fill you up? What are the things that inspire you? I mentioned just a minute ago, one of the things right now in the season, for whatever reason, is reading. I can't read enough right now. I'm just devouring content. Mm -hmm. And it's so inspiring to me. So in the morning... I take time for validation. I take time for inspiration, which is reading. I spend at least 30 minutes in the morning reading. I'm reading three different books at the same time, but I'm reading parts of those books. kind of gets me going in the morning. Um, maybe for you, inspiration is time with a mentor. Maybe it's time in nature. Maybe it's going to see a movie. I don't know what it is. got to etch out some time in your day. Nobody's going to do this for you. And nobody knows what that is for you. Only you exactly. Do. Only you do. What fills you up? What inspires you? But I need some inspiration every day. And this may come in different forms and it may come at different times in my day, but I'm going to build it in where I know at least, at least I'm going to have 30 minutes of reading something that's inspiring the heck out of me right now. Yeah. So you have the V, the I, the T and vital stands for thankfulness. I don't need to talk about this a lot. <laughs> I know everybody's so sick of hearing me talk about gratitude, but I think it is the secret sauce. I really do of constantly having that right mindset. Mm-hmm. So 
a grateful person can find a blessing in any situation. And so I've got to take some time out to practice thankfulness and gratitude. And, um, you know, it's like it's it's the first thing I do every day, along with the um, the other two things that I just talked about. I got to find time for validation. I got a time for time for inspiration. And I have to have time to make that gratitude list. I write down six or seven things every morning that I'm grateful for. And that's how I start my day. So I get the V, the I, and the T in vital. I get those three things before 8 a.m. every day. That's the way I'm wired. That's how I want to start my day. I'm not saying that's the way it has to work for you or anybody else, but that helps me to kind of have that foundation going into the day. I got the V, the I, and the T. I've got validation, inspiration, and I've started my day with thankfulness and gratitude, and it just changes my perspective going into the day. Yeah, that's good. And it is. I know I know everybody's sick of me talking about gratitude, including you, but you remember the other day when my Jeep broke down? Yes, you told this story. I did? Yeah. Are you sure here on this podcast? I think so. I don't think I did. I think that was another something else we did together. Okay. Well, but either way, everybody needs to hear this story. My Jeep broke down, and I was trying to get it jumped, and I'm not good with cars, as you know. Mm-hmm. But but I figure things out, right? Yeah, for the most part. A handful of things. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't even get to the car to get it jumped because of the way I'd parked it at Kroger, and there was another car there. I had to wait till the other car got away. I put your car in front of it, tried to jump it. I spent, what, like two hours that night? <laughs> yeah, it's probably. freezing cold. I'm pretty bitter by this point because I'm frustrated because I can't figure out how to jump my own car, and I've wasted a couple hours in the freezing cold. Yeah. I end up having to get it towed. The next day, I'm doing my gratitude journal, and I've got some carryover from the day before. I'm starting my day, and I pick up my gratitude journal, like, what in the world do I have to be grateful for today? And I thought about that situation. I'm like, you know what? Like, I actually had the resources and the money to call a tow truck for it to be carried to a professional who could then fix it. Yeah. I should be grateful for that. There's a lot of other people who don't have the resources to have their car towed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, again, like a grateful person can find a blessing in any situation. And that's how that gratitude journal has been impacting my day to day life. Yeah, no, it's true. It's been very impactful. All right. So that's the V, <laughs> the I and the T. She's not down with it. I am. The A is activity. Uh, and there are a few things that help me manage stress in my life, like activity and exercise. Yep. And I know you're a big believer in this as well. Yeah, we do that together. We try and do that very frequently, probably more than we ever have in the past couple of years. We've really well, it started last year in COVID. We started working out about five days a week and we've tried to keep that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It, it just changes my mood personally. I know it changes your mood yep. and it's just, it's, you're, hel- it's, you're healthier. You feel better. You, I mean, I don't know. I, there's obviously tons of research that goes into all of that, but we are super adamant about it. We hate winter because we can't like go for no, no. our walks and our runs and all of that quite as comfortably. But yeah, I mean, activity is huge for us. Yep. I, you know what? It's interesting too that um, all the benefits of it, you know, for me, it's probably a stress management more than anything. Yeah, me And too. so that's why I think you and I enjoy doing it at the end of our day. Yeah. I know a lot of people, a lot of you guys do your activity, your exercise in the morning. God bless you. I think that's awesome. But that, not, that's not. No, it is stress management for sure. For us. Yeah. So, but I thought these stats were, these blew me away talking about like daily exercise activity. 
And when they're talking about, they're not talking about a lot. They're talking like 20 to 30 minutes of just a steady walk will, will give you these benefits. 35% lower risk of coronary heart disease and stroke, 30% lower risk of uh, type 2 diabetes, uh, 30% lower risk of early death, up to 30% lower risk of depression, 30% lower risk of dementia. That research shows that physical activity will boost your self-esteem, your mood, your sleep quality, your energy. It reduces stress, as we just men- men- mentioned. There's other studies that show how creative thinking improves. When yeah. just a person is walking, when you're just moving, mm-hmm. get out from the desk or the table or whatever, it makes a huge difference. Take your phone out with you so you can record your ideas as you're walking. Yep. And I'm a big believer, too, if you hate exercise— and you set a goal that you're going to work, you know, do exercise five days a week. You're probably not going to end up doing. Eventually, your mind's going to talk you out of it because you don't like it. Find activity that you enjoy. Yep. So if it's taking a walk with your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, group of girlfriends, whatever, do that. If it's planning hiking, hiking. Oh, you know what I want to do this year? I don't like hiking, but just I know you don't. I want to do pickleball. I know, y'all. Pickleball. We can't do bingo and pickleball. Pickleball is like when you can't play tennis anymore, I guess. You have a small racket, I think a bigger ball. I'm not sure. I've never played this. Generally, you have a headband on and you have uh, white tube socks pulled up to your knees. That's kind of pickleball. I I have heard wonderful things and I will try it, but we're going to be the couple that plays bingo and... Yeah, writes but, in our gratitude journal and plays pickleball. Yeah, but here's the deal. When, you, when you're playing tennis and you, these, these younger people start beating you, it's time to move to pickleball where you can crush some people. That's horrible. <laughs> um, and for the record, I don't hate hiking. I don't like hiking in Tennessee or anywhere that's like not actual mountains. You just go walking on this muddy trail with sticks that are just asking for you to trip over them and fall <laughs> and get muddy shoes. I love like mountain climbing anyways not that anyone cares about that continue that's okay the, that's the a and vital for me and i've just discovered like i need that every day i need some form of activity whether it's pickleball bingo uh you know our our hit cardio that we do whatever i need some activity when i don't get it i don't feel complete i feel a little bit off i feel a little bit stressed out also I, like a little bit guilty you know, and then you feel yeah. bad about yourself, and then that echoes into at least that's me. Yeah. That's probably yeah. my own baggage, but yeah, it's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. So, okay, you ready for A-L. the L? L. And vital. The L stands for love. Uh, the best use of your life is love. And so I got to find some ways to proactively love the people around me. And I've just found that when I can proactively find some people to love, to serve, it lifts my spirits in a way that very few other things can. Yeah. And so, you know, th- this one's hard to make practical for you, but like for me, uh, one thing that I, a little principle I've been trying to apply when it comes to um, speaking to other people and loving other people, it comes down to be personal and specific. That simple. It, personal and specific. So, uh, and you know, when you're talking with someone, how can you compliment them? The reality is you can see things in people that they can't see in themselves, and they need somebody to speak those kind of things into their life. And so um, yeah, I'm trying to get personal and specific when I'm talking to people. Another way that I think you can show love is listen, 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 listen. Yeah. Just listen. People are dying for someone to just listen to them. And man, what I can't think of a more loving thing sometimes we can do than just listen. You can serve them, which is often giving them the gift of time. 
the reason I think this is so important, Jordan, you know this, whatever we give out is what we get back. Mm -hmm. If you want more love in your life, you got to give more love away. Yeah, that's true. I think anytime, like even in my life, when I've tried to be more intentional of being kind, you know, like, I don't know, sometimes I've talked about this on the podcast, like you kind of have to tell yourself like I'm going to go out and I'm going to intentionally make people feel good today. Mm-hmm. Um, how much that impacts your life. Like it, it, that day you end your day and you feel so good. Like you feel f- full and that you were just added light into the world. That sounds so cliche, but um, that's a big part of it too. I think is like just how you live your life, how you interact with human beings, even if you don't know them, even if you yeah. can't like love them as it, you know, people that you can, show love through your kindness. I think that's a big thing that I love to try and do. Yeah. I mean, bottom line is if your focus throughout your entire day is on your joy and your contentment, you're actually never going to get joy and contentment because those two things generally often are found with the mix of, you know, going after your own, you know, needs, self needs, but also focusing on the needs of others. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that's a, that's a huge, huge part of living this, this life that's thriving where you feel content and happy and joyful. And so those are my five things. Like I I need validation every day. I need inspiration. I need thankfulness. I need activity. I need love. And you know what? I'm not going to hit it every day. I'm not. That's where the kindness to myself has to come in. I can't feel guilty when I don't get all those five things. That's Mm -hmm. not the point of this exercise. The point is having a goal. And I know if I can find a way to organize my life, in such a way that those five things can happen most days, mm-hmm. then most days I'm thriving as a human being. Yeah. And so that's the, you know, that perfect day exercise is what eventually led me to stumbling into, oh, okay, I, I, yeah, I can't from six in the morning to 11 p.m. at night do absolutely everything I want to do right. yet. Yeah, yeah. But here are the themes and here are the things that need to be worked in every day for my day to feel complete and for me to be thriving. Mm-hmm. And man, if you, if you can find that, like, you know, find that again, the way we live our days is the way we live our lives. Yeah. Uh, and so think about how you spend your day. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And my application with that is we've actually done this exercise together. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wrote everything down and, um, even I, I took it from there and said, okay, here's things I should probably do every day, like practically how I can, what I'd need to change. And I've, I do some of it, but I really, I, I am, my brain is like, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. And your brain is, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm starting it tomorrow. I tend to like either not put it off, but just, I don't see like, oh, A plus B equals C. So I'm going to just start it now. It feels a little bit more intangible, but those are the things that get to the tangible results and the tangible change. So that's where I need to just be better is actually do, I've done the exercise, but actually following through and applying it. I think that's really important. You got this. And I think as soon as you start to feel the inspiration that comes along with living this out, then you're hooked. And that's the way I am. And I'm, I'm a bit of an addict anyway. Right. And so I'm addicted to this. It feels good to spend my day this way. And so once you get a little bit of momentum, I think that's, what's going to carry you through. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. it. That's it. That's, that's what a vital day looks like for me. Yep. Hey, share that or share this episode, subscribe. Um, this kind of stuff is really great for the whole year, but especially the new year when people mm-hmm. are kind of in this mindset. So if you know anybody that kind of needs to get a, a kick in the right direction, feel free to share this with them. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man, we're, we're enjoying this so much, aren't we? Yeah, we love it. Uh, and I just, every, every I, 
I want to, here goes the grateful thing again. I really am grateful, and I don't want to ever take this for granted how awesome it is to have this opportunity to hang with you guys and for you guys to be willing to yeah. listen and share and subscribe and all that just means the world to us. So I uh, hope this was helpful. We're hoping you have an amazing week. May the yep. Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. 